speak to you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I don't believe that what we just heard this morning were two moral admonitions. Yes, the readings today from both Isaiah and Paul include firm and specific moral teachings. Isaiah cries against Israel for ignoring the basic agricultural rules that forbade the reaping of one's entire crop, thus preventing the poor and needy the opportunity to meager gleanings. And Paul clearly tells the Thessalonians to exercise restraint in their sexual appetites. These are both worthy lessons and valuable moral imperatives, but I don't believe that what we read this morning was tantamount to donate to the food bank and don't sleep around. No, what I think we heard this morning were two separate and clear calls to holiness. I hear the prophet declaring God's anger with Israel, not just because they were ignoring the oft-repeated call to care for the needy, but because their lack of care for the needy was the result of having fallen away from God. For Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen, cries Isaiah because their speech and their deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. Herein, you see, lies the root of the problem for Israel. They got to a place where their very deeds and actions defied the Lord's glorious presence. They had moved away from God and from his righteous law. You move away from God, says the prophet, you move away from the only source of holiness and you end up ignoring even the most basic appeals to let the hungry eat. Paul also is primarily concerned to remind us and the Christians in Thessalonica that, that God did not call us to impurity but in holiness. Failure to practice sexual morality does not make you unholy. Rather, it indicates that you've allowed yourself to become unholy by separating yourself from the only source of holiness, our God. God alone is righteous. God alone is holy. We are independently capable of neither. But in his mercy and through the sheer power of his grace, God calls us to join him through Jesus and thus be holy in him. This, I think, is the gospel. This, I believe, brothers and sisters, is at heart the good news. Scripture, the word spoken of God, uh, <clears throat> from God this morning through the prophet Isaiah and the apostle Paul, is not a call to be moral or else. The prophet's twice repeated woe to them is not so much condemnation of flawed morality as a statement of regret because Israel has opted away from community with God. Just as Paul's solemn warning that we read this morning, which he issued to Thessalonium, was more about relationship than conduct. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. 
he told them. Live in Christ and you will live in his teachings. And from this place, you will exercise your sexuality in a good and joyful and mutually beneficial way. No amount of moral conduct can make us holy. Holiness begets morality. That's worth repeating. I wrote it down twice. Holiness begets morality. And we can only arrive at the place of holiness when we arrive at God. So this Advent season, as we wait in joyful expectation for the Christ incarnate, let us do more than wait. Let us respond to this call to holiness. As surely as God extends his loving arms to us in the Christ child, we too can extend our arms up into his loving and holy embrace. Amen.